With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by SubChina. Each week, we bring you a roundup of news and a selection of full stories, plus conversations with reporters and editors from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast in Beijing today. And I'm Ada Shen in Paris. First, our weekly review of business stories from Caixin and beyond. In automotive news, Ford said it will transfer partial production of its popular Ford Focus to China, months after the American automaker canceled plans to relocate the plant to Mexico following U.S. President Donald Trump's vocal opposition to the move. Ford said the relocation to China will help it save $500 million, but analysts said there are downsides. The potential to increase job opportunities in the U.S. is eliminated, said John Zung, general manager of Shanghai-based consultancy LMC Automotive, and it will probably widen the large trade surplus that China enjoys against the U.S. In January, Trump commended Ford for reversing its Mexico plans, saying at the time, Thank you to Ford for scrapping a new plant in Mexico and creating 700 new jobs in the U.S. He has made no comment so far, not even on his active Twitter account, after the announcement of the China transfer. Also in auto news, Tesla is in talks with the Shanghai government to build a local factory. The electric car maker said amid heated speculation that it would soon launch a China plant. The California-based company didn't offer a timeline for a China factory, but said it expects to have more clearly defined production plans by the end of the year. Most production is expected to remain in the U.S. In regulatory news, China's banking regulator is asking lenders to assess their risk exposure to companies active in overseas acquisitions as the country continues to curb a shopping spree that has led to a record capital exodus last year. The risk assessment includes Anbang, HNA, Fosun, and Wanda, among others. The check aims to weed out potential systemic risks related to overseas acquisitions. Financial regulators have barred online microlending services from targeting students after several high-profile cases where young borrowers had fallen prey to loan sharks, charging interest rates many times those levied by Chinese banks. A raft of online lending services had allowed college and high school students to borrow small sums of money without a credit history or parental approval. China has been gripped by several high-profile scandals involving college students who had fallen prey to unscrupulous online lenders. In one such incident last year in Hunan province, an undergraduate student jumped to his death after racking up 600,000 yuan, or 87,000 U.S. dollars, in microloans. 
One lending service that allegedly asked female college students to send it naked photos as collateral caused outrage on social media in June of 2016. Thanks, Ada. Let's turn now to some of Caixin's reporters to talk about some of the week's top stories. It looks like the government's efforts to take some of the air out of property bubbles have made it tougher for developers to get loans. Uh, Liu Xiao, you have written about this. What is going on here? So we did the story on how difficult it's become for property developers to get money. Um, so they've been squeezed basically by government campaigns to cut leverage, as well as initiatives to deflate regional property bubbles. So the way we did this is by looking at regulations that came out this year as well as last year, and then looking at the corresponding data to see what type of effect these regulations have had. So give us some examples of what you've found. So for example, uh, we know that in late 2016, regulators put restrictions on bond sales by real estate developers. And so when we look at data from Wind Information, which is a Shanghai-based financial data provider, we see that bond sales by real estate developers this year, up until June 15th, were about a quarter of what they were in the same period last year. Another example would be that in March this year, we saw a flurry of regulations come out from the banking regulator. One of them was to have banks carry out internal checks, and one of the focus areas was to check the amount of money um, that was being funneled into the real estate sector through interbank loans as well as wealth management products. So banks were supposed to complete these reviews by June 12th and then fix any problems before the end of November. However, bank sources told Tyson that some of these banks have been allowed to delay submitting their reports for a month or two um, after they complained about the tight deadline. Of course, the effects of that are still to be seen. But what we do know is that bank loans have been on the up and up. Um, And so, for example, official data shows that for the first five months of this year, domestic bank loans to developers jumped to over a trillion yuan. And what impact has this had on developers in China? So, of course, with some of these more traditional forms of financing being squeezed, developers are being pushed further and further into more shadowy ways of acquiring money. Um, So one of the ways to do this is through trust companies, which act as a intermediary um, that allows them to essentially get loans, but they're packaged as asset management products. But what we see now also is that uh, trust companies have come on the radar for regulators um, with on-site inspections ordered in the last month. So I think what we expect to see is further tightening of what we call the funding tap for regulators, which is certainly going to impact the business operations um, and even the viability of some firms, especially smaller ones that have taken out a lot of debt and will need to pay that back. Thanks, Liu Xiao. Liu Xiao is a reporter with Caixin Global. In other big financial news this week, China's A shares were included in the MSCI stock market indices. So let's speak with Leng Cheng, who is a finance reporter for Caixin Global, about this development and what it means. So, Cheng, China's A shares have finally entered the global big league. Uh, for those of us who might not know, what are A shares and what is different between A shares and the so-called H shares? A shares are yuan-denominated equities traded on Shanghai and Shenzhen stock exchanges, and H shares are companies traded in Hong Kong dollars on Hong Kong bursts. So, so tell us about the significance of this development. So this story is about Chinese mainland equities being included in one of the world's most widely traded indexes, following three previous rejections. Last Wednesday, the U.S. index provider, we know as MSCI, announced its decision to add 222 Chinese companies to two of its benchmark indexes starting June of 2018. 
They estimate the inclusion could initially bring up to 18 billion U.S. dollars in fresh funds to the Chinese equity market. So, as you know,、uh, China has tried for three years now, three times to to get its、uh, A shares indexed with the compiler,、uh, and it has been rejected each time. How did they finally succeed? This year, market watchers believe improved accessibility of the A share market is one of the key reasons behind inclusion. For one thing, it has been nearly three years since China launched its first Stock Connect program, offering mutual access for investors between the Hong Kong Stock Exchange and the Shanghai Bourse. Then, in December last year, another trading link connecting Hong Kong and Shenzhen was added. MSCI rejected A-share inclusion during the past three annual reviews, citing limited market access for global investors, capital controls, opaque regulatory framework. While these issues still exist to some extent, China has taken some steps to address them. So, where do China and its、uh, A-shares go from here? So analysts believe the inclusion might at best give Chinese equities a short-term boost, but since only five percent of market capitalization of the entire A share market will be added to the benchmarks, market watchers believe initial inflows will likely be moderate. Credit Suisse said the inclusion may extend the recent rally of Chinese blue chips. The investment bank predicted fresh funds will flow towards precisely 25 large caps, and their daily turnover could be double or more because of the inclusion. The Shanghai Shenzhen CSI 300 index, which tracks the top 300 big caps in the market, has also performed well since the inclusion, jumped 1.17 percent right after the inclusion announcement. MSCI said it may include up to 450 A shares eventually, depending on the improvement of China's investment environment. Bank of China Merrill Lynch predicts that MSCI might need six to nine years to fully integrate A shares into its emerging markets index. Could be even longer, depending on process of the opening up the market and the nation's capital convertibility. Let's take a look at some reactions from the business and financial world to this long-awaited breakthrough. The American Chamber of Commerce in Shanghai said the inclusion of the A shares is "quote another sign of China's ongoing integration into the global financial system." Unquote. The chamber said it hoped that the move would help China "quote improve transparency in the stock market listing process and bring stronger rule of law to the wider securities industry." This would mean not banning major stockholders from selling shares during periods of market turbulence, not suspending the trading of stocks outside the use of predetermined circuit breakers, and therefore not creating the conditions of moral hazard.、Unquote. The Bank of Communications International Holdings, the Hong Kong arm of China's Bank of Communications, said that the effect of the inclusion is quote, "small but slightly higher than expected." Although the initial market reaction should be positive. Quote, a shares can be inscrutable with a different trading environment that international fund managers will find it hard to adapt to. Over time, inclusion will likely lower a shares valuation to the international level.、Unquote. Credit Suisse called it quote, quite a pleasant surprise for the a share market.、Unquote. It added that quote, active investors may seek opportunities in the consumer, IT, and healthcare sectors. Stocks in these three sectors have been favorites of overseas investors over the past years.、Unquote. Fidelity International said, quote, "From a sentiment and symbolic perspective, it's significant, but for those active investors who wanted to participate in this part of China's economy, they've already done so."、Unquote. DBS Group said the decision will quote, 
better reflect the size and importance of the mainland economy to global markets, unquote. It added, quote, To a certain extent, the inclusion of A-shares is a major step forward for Beijing as it attempts to liberalize its financial markets and internationalize the RMB. Similar to the RMB's entry into the International Monetary Fund's special drawing rights basket, however, the short-term impact of the capital inflows will be more symbolic than substantive. Unquote. And now for our selection of important stories from Caixin Global for the week. We'll hear how Wang Shi, one of the most popular and widely admired philosopher capitalists of China's reform era, is stepping down from his position as chairman of Van Ke. We'll tell you how Tencent and Wanda are teaming up to bring China's wildly popular online literature to the big screen. And we'll look into the banning of three major platforms, including Sino Weibo, from video and audio streaming as part of a major crackdown on content by Chinese authorities. From Business and Tech Charismatic Wang Shi Stepping Down as Vanka Group's Chairman By April Ma and Lin Jinbing Shenzhen Wang Shi, the charismatic Chinese entrepreneur and founding member of the nation's largest developer, is stepping down as chairman of Vanka Group. The 66-year-old Wang is expected to be succeeded by Yu Liang, 52, Wang's trusted associate and Vanka's general manager. The real estate company filed a statement with the Shenzhen Bourse Wednesday morning that announced a list of seven proposed non-independent directors. Yu was first on the list, while Wang was not included. The election for new leadership will be on June 30th. I declined to be proposed as a member of the company's board, even as we began to prepare for the latest round of board elections, the businessman said in a social media post. I will be passing on the baton to the team led by Yu Liang, and I believe this is the best time to do so. Vanka's largest shareholder, Shenzhen Metro Group, stated it approved of the legendary management figure's decision in a statement on Wednesday, acknowledging Wang's contribution over the past three decades as he guided Vanka from a bit player in Shenzhen's property development scene at the end of the 1980s to become a preeminent firm in the industry. Wang is an outspoken personality and ardent pursuer of extreme sports, and has been profiled often by the press, with a private life making him a darling on social media. His departure now doesn't come as a complete surprise. He had relinquished his duties as general manager, overseeing the day-to-day -day business operations in 1999. Since then, he has been taking on more of a visionary role at the company, which was established with close government ties over three decades ago as an importer of office and photography equipment. With Wang at the helm, the former instruments merchant completed a stockholding reform in the 1980s, a pioneering move at the time, and went on to list in Shenzhen in 1991. The most traded developer in China was seized in 2015 in a hostile takeover after financial group Baonong started buying shares of Anka in the open market. In the midst of a struggle against the corporation, Wang and 11 members of the board were called on to resign. However, the request was refused. The two-year tussle for control over Vanka finally ended earlier this month after an equity transfer deal was reached to make state-owned city subway operator Shenzhen Metro Group the largest stakeholder, sparing Vanka from further aggressive advances. The group's stocks weren't visibly affected by the news. The Shenzhen-listed company rose a marginal 0.1%, while its Hong Kong-listed entity dropped 1.9% by market close today. 
Business and Tech, Tencent Wanda in Big Screen Romance with Filmmaking Tie-Up by April Ma. Tencent and Wanda Group have formed a joint venture to adapt the former's popular online literature into movies and TV series made by the latter, taking advantage of their strengths as licensing costs skyrocket. Wanda Pictures, China's largest film studio and distributor by revenue, will make some of the best-loved novels from Tencent's online literature library into movies, inviting the latter's own filmmaking and gaming divisions into the picture by offering them the opportunity to develop derivative games and other products. The pair announced the tie-up at a major film festival taking place this week in Shanghai, but declined to provide any details on finances or other arrangements. They vowed to incubate super-intellectual properties, IPs, and forge China's dream IP factory. Many of China's most popular movies, TV, and web series in the past five years have been derived from online literature. Such works usually come in the form of serialized novels distributed through web library operators such as China Reading, the country's best-stocked online publishing platform and a unit of Tencent Holdings Limited. Tencent has a huge collection of rights to popular novels, but it is really at a loss how to make them into films, said a producer familiar with film adaptation deals. Currently, the rights to make the books into movies are negotiated slowly and tediously on a case-by-case basis, and the transactions often occur in film equity, not cash, he said, adding Tencent's cash of rights is often wasted on the company's own inexperienced film production unit. China Reading holds the rights to over 10 million original novels across 200 genres, which have been the source for numerous hit TV, film, and game adaptations. Among them are the popular fantasy series The Ghost Blows Out the Light, which has been adapted into a film and web series, and the historical drama The Legend of Mi Yue. The company typically signs contracts with popular novelists, often paying them large salaries while they work and acquiring permanent rights to their work in return. Those works of fiction, commonly themed in martial arts, time travel, trashy romance, or set in imaginary universes, have amassed huge fan bases, mostly students and daily commuters who enjoy the quick reads and fast-moving plots. Popular titles have gained even more traction after being adapted into web series and big-screen productions. Film rights to Silent Separation, a best-selling campus romance published online, fetched a price of over 10 million yuan, or 1.5 million U.S., in 2015. Tencent is spinning off and preparing to list China Reading in Hong Kong, the internet giant confirmed in March. From Regulation, Weibo and other websites barred from video streaming by authority. By Han Wei. Beijing. China's broadcast regulator barred three major internet platforms' video streaming services as part of the government's efforts to tighten oversight of internet content. The blogging site Sina Weibo, the news portal iPhone.com, and the popular video site AC Fun were ordered to stop video and audio streaming for violating content rules, according to announcement posted Thursday night on the website of the State Administration of Press, Publication, Radio, Film, and Television, SAPPRFT. The three companies don't have licenses for online video and audio services and provided rule-breaking content on political and social issues and commentaries that, quote, advocate negative voices, the agency said. The websites were ordered to go through, quote, thorough rectification, unquote, and, quote, create a cleaner cyberspace, unquote, the regulator said, without specifying how long the ban will last. The streaming ban is Chinese regulators' latest move to tighten oversight of internet content, 
Earlier this month, dozens of accounts on Tencent Holdings' popular social media platform WeChat were shut down for publishing defamatory content, according to the Cyberspace Administration of China. Among the accounts closed were those of Harper's Bazaar and the celebrity Gossip Weekly owned by Southern Metropolis, one of the nation's largest media groups. In May, the internet regulator ordered five major website operators, including Cena Corp, Tencent Holdings Limited, NetEase Inc., iPhone, and Phoenix Television to immediately cease live news broadcasts on their sites, saying the portals were violating the news information services regulations. NASDAQ-listed Weibo Corp., operator of the Twitter-like Sina Weibo, said in a statement that it was aware of the regulatory notice and, quote, is communicating with the relevant government authorities to understand the scope of the notice, unquote. The company intends to fully cooperate with authorities and will evaluate its administrative options and the impact of the ban on operations, Weibo said. Weibo shares slumped as much as 10% to $69 a share in early trading in New York before bouncing back to around $72. Video and live streaming services are becoming an important driver of Weibo's advertising revenues. With 340 million monthly active users, Weibo reported 67% revenue growth to $199 million for the first quarter of this year. Last year, Weibo set up a partnership with the National Football League to stream American professional football games. The company said its daily average video views surpassed $2 billion in the fourth quarter of 2016. AC Fun, one of China's largest video sharing sites, said Thursday night in its official social media account that the company will tighten management of video and audio programming and will carry out required notifications. That's this week's show. Thanks for joining us. Drop me an email at kaiser at subchina.com with your feedback. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief is powered by SubChina and produced, recorded, and edited by Kaiser Guo with stories by the staff of Caixin Global. Thanks, of course, to Ada Shen. Special thanks to Lucine and Tanner Brown of Caixin Global and to Spring and Autumn and Wu Fei for the music. Be sure to check out the Seneca Podcast, the current affairs show I host with Jeremy Goldhorn, and follow the news from China daily at SubChina. Sign up for a free email newsletter at subchina.com. Take care.